and you need to sit down. And we have there, usually we have this custom to clap. Uh, but for me, it's like a natural expression of, of joy, of um, honor, respect. When I'm alone, sometimes I like to scream and shout out of joy, out of excitement when I'm happy to, about something, but it's a natural reaction. And the Bible is saying, just honor God, express your praise in, in how, whatever means you want, however you like. And so I want to divide my sermons into small pieces like eating big elephant in in very 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 tiny pieces from the last sunday i'm gonna remind you that access to god's throne and in god's presence is only for jesus christ for for his sacrifice for his mercy there's only one door and there's no other way how we can go to the Father except through Jesus Christ, through faith in Him, not through our good deeds. God has given you your value, your worth. Christ has decided to die for us. It was His decision and His will. We come to His presence and we remain and walk in His presence also through his mercy, his goodness. And I want to tell, if you're going, walking with God, and you find yourself, if you walk with God, and you find yourself, like for example, I really prayed hard, and God came. It sounds right, but there's a, there's, there might be a mistake in, in it. If you're telling people, I really prayed hard, prayed hard, so hard, I fasted, and he, God came, he, he answered. So there's only everything starts with you and ends with you. But God has to be the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and end. And when I, you, we're supposed to say, God has put desire in my heart. To pray for something. God has called me. He gave me a passion about something. It's as in whatever service ministry you are, it's not about you. It's all about glorifying Jesus and pointing to Him. It's not to show off, not to show your talents. Um, there's only one. Uh, person, one person who needs to be honored, and what is his name? Bill Mandetkavichus? No, it is, the, it is Jesus Christ. Only one name that needs to be honored and worshipped. Mantvedes Stark kind of gave like a introduction to my sermon in the beginning of service that we every day have a choice which direction you want to go to. You know, are not being forced. You can choose to live with or without God. 
maybe last year you chose to believe and follow God, but today you can walk away. God did not, He is not changing His mind. He is always stable. We experience a lot of pressure um, from what we see, what we hear around, um, what's happening in the world, and we always choose which direction we will we will move. Now we're going to read a few verses from the Bible, from Ma- Matt, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. The uh, Matthew 6, verses 22, 24. <laughs> that is saying that he also has uh, side problems, but he will try. The, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eyes sound, your entire body will be full of light. But if your eyes unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in your in you is darkened, how dense is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So here it shows clearly that a person will have to choose clearly. He'll have to make a choice. So here in these verses it says that a person is choosing and it says you're blessed if you choose what brings life. If your eye is sound you're blessed if you choose what's good you choose life but if you choose what is full of what is dark you will not be blessed with your choices everything we can see we can touch all kinds of stereotypes of people what is glorious what is great in life everything that we can um, touch basically what we can grasp in life what's like material stuff and everything we can we can um, put under that name Ammon but the Bible is not saying these things are wrong it's only if we put them in the wrong place the wrong order when we put these things above God it it starts the mistake happens the the bad choice and it might look like it's good but there will be no God in it what is mammon what is this the kingdom of this world that is ruled by the the ruler of this world the prince of this world he has been given a temporary authority um, we can fall under his authority if we're not careful In the first letter of, of John, second chapter, fifteen sixteen, it says, Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all, th- all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. So we are really being pressured and tempted in this world. In the 
letters of Romans to Romans uh, 14, chapter 17, verse 17 says, says um, the kingdom of God is not a matter of food and drink, but instead it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Um, so here these verses are saying that the kingdom of heaven is not in a matter, is not a matter of food and drink. It's not, it's not like what you can have, what you can uh, grasp. It's more like a state which, yes, it is. It says the righteous, the God's kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. When we say that we're looking for God, that we desire His presence, my question to you, I would ask you, what do you have in mind? What is it? What are you talking about? When you mean God's presence, do you mean what is really is written, that it is acceptance, is the righteousness, the peace that that outstands all ki all of your understanding, and the peace that God is giving, and the joy that God gives that is not um, dependent on this world's some kind of um, chemical particles that cause you to be happy, or some games, or some fun of uh, of of this world. If you if you seek these things truly, then yes, God is giving it. But if you are seeking word, words, possessions in the name of God's kingdom, then you're on the very thin line of, of depression because you would not have, it would not satisfy you fully. It would not give you that joy. But if you, if you put your biggest pursue and desire your all of your goals if you put the kingdom of this world you would not be happy the bible says it is not possible to at the same time look search seek god's kingdom and the world's world's kingdom when you truly say i see god's kingdom what it really means, it means you seek true righteousness. I seek peace that comes from God, that is above this world, above all circumstances, and joy that comes from God. And it's also not dependable on this world. And a lot of things, a lot of times, unfortunately, Christians are seeking riches, they're seeking possessions of this world and covered in nice biblical names. Um, and I'm not surprised when church lacks God's presence, God's spirit, when people think they put all their trust in the wrong things, when they think riches, riches will give them that freedom that peace and happiness and that final state of satisfaction. I know people who have a lot of money, but they never have peace. 
They never have that peace of heart and mind that they can sleep peacefully because it's it's a constant seek. I know I have been there myself where I was tempted by wrong things in life, where the enemy has tempting, tempted me to think that if I have certain things in life, um, if you have certain things in life, you will truly be happy and, and fulfilled. Today, you're healthy. Tomorrow, you might not be spiritually. You might be alive, but the next day, not. And we are choosing, and we will choose until the end of our lives, either God's or world's kingdom. There's no third way. Um, I have met some people, and they said, and they said, I want a little bit of of that, and a little bit of that. It's like you want to pick uh, cherries from cake. It's like you want to pick all the good stuff. Um, a little bit of from Christianity, a little bit from the world, like pursue fame, riches, and at the same time pursue peace. Do you understand that this is not the same path? At least do not lie to yourself. Do not be honest with yourself. If you truly seek these things, like worldly things, then do not say that it is... Um, do not put labels, like good labels on it, uh, like as if you're seeking God's kingdom. Ask yourself today, what are you seeking today? Maybe you want a good name and a good position in church. It is the desire of the world. It is the desire of the eyes that you will have a status, you will have a name. The Bible is saying you already are really valuable, really valued. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how big or small your deeds are. Um, ask yourself truly and honestly, what am I seeking? What is are my desires and goals? And the Bible is really encouraging us to see God's kingdom and not worrying about um, things for, of this world because God promises to take care of us. He, God promises that He will look after us and give add all the things that God knows what we need. He will provide. I'm your father. Who? Which ones of you really had or have a very good father in life? Maybe not all of us had a good example, but but this heavenly father is truly good, and he knows your all your needs, and he says, "I will satisfy." I will satisfy the needs of your heart, the needs that I know you have, but do not worry about it. You should not worry about it, but instead wor um, be alert. Just see 
what you seek today. What do you seek? Is it the God's kingdom, that peace and joy and righteousness? And we see what's going on in the world, this coronavirus. Maybe you lose a job. Maybe sad, scary things are happening. But you have that heavenly peace in your heart. And you can sleep with peace. I know my value God has given me and I do not have to try to prove anything to anyone. I do not have to fight for, for my worth. Um, if I make mistakes, if I sin, if you make a mistake, God's Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleanses you and renews you and He's given you that freedom and righteousness. Um, if you see around you in your workplace, they're um, making people redundant. But you come and you come peaceful and your colleagues are saying, what's the matter with you? Why are you so calm and happy? And you just respond that your faith doesn't allow you, doesn't let you be worried. It just is not natural for a person who has faith and trust in God to let to give give in to that worry and troubles of life. I am a big. Um, I sleep a lot. I I really like to sleep and. But um, I wake up every morning, um, and the first time, the first thing I want to do is come to God, just to spend time with Him. And when He fills my heart with that acceptance, joy, and peace, that I know I'm loved by my heavenly Father, He reminds me of my value, my worth. And then we walk out, and we have to remain in that we uh, kind of have to walk and keep in our hearts that peace and joy. When we walk every day, when we go out, we go to work, and suddenly you face worry and anxiety. So, And then the question is, what do you do when you face worry, troubles, anxiety? Is What would be your main uh, action? Is it to remain the peace and joy, remain in peace and joy, or would you try to fix something with your own effort, try to, to control, try to re uh, keep your image and look good in front of people? When you have victories, when you remain in peace and, 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 and joy, It's impossible not to grow in in trust, uh, trust in God, and you know His love more, and you know God more. And for example, there is a situation where God is encouraging you to go and apologize to somebody. When you're with God, when you remain in His presence, your Consciousness is very, very sensitive. Sometimes God's look is enough. You become in spirit very sensitive. Sometimes 
when we walk with God, you always are very, very attentive and you hear His voice a lot. But let's see if you ignore it, if you, for example, just give in to to you kind of like leave it for later for later now you have other jobs to do you go to work and when you find yourself that you have this heaviness in your heart you have you're carrying some kind of burden in the heart there's no more peace now stop yourself and ask where I have done wrong where I compromised on God's God's encouragement God's God's voice the Bible says that those who are uh, led by the Holy Spirit they're the children of God but you know sometimes you ignore God's voice one time the second time and many times and you know you you start to that kind of bad feeling is is kind of building up inside of your heart but then it's always not too late just to say stop what I'm what am I doing wrong in life what I'm doing that upsets God instead of making excuses making excuses why you should not go and apologize to somebody then you see it doesn't help that that feeling doesn't leave you that kind of bad feeling that that kind of um, uneasiness in your heart uh, anxiety the peace just just can't remain in in you if you always compromise and you know that a lot of people they're burning their consciousness is possible to burn it to completely distinguish not distinguish but shut down basically your consciousness it's so easy to little by little when you first allow the sin you say oh it's okay it's, maybe this time it's fine it's nothing wrong and then it kind of grows into a bigger and bigger bigger problem and you get used to it you get used to not hearing god's voice and and God's spirit prompting that is wrong and sometimes physically you can't fix your mistakes and sins but yes you come and you repent you repent but you have to come back to that peace and joy in in God's spirit for Jesus Christ and if you cherish it I guarantee you that you will always have, you will always be given strength and power to fight, to fight bodily, fleshly desires. Maybe you want to enjoy and experience some pleasures of life, um, but you know in your heart it will not lead you to happiness. But if you truly pursue the wrong things you become full of excuses full of self-justifications um, 
we're talking about individual people and pointing out to others and saying, oh, but look what he does, look what she does. It's not about the church. It's about you and your individual choices, individual uh, relationship with God. And look, if you find yourself in chaos, that there's no peace and joy, just stop yourself and ask, where have I disobeyed God? Where have I believed uh, Satan's lie? Where have I compromised on God's word and and um, acted up, uh, like how my fleshly nature uh, led me to act? So another aspect is when we do good things, but with the wrong motives. <clears throat> so God is always seeing our hearts. God is um, seeing our hearts. And if you do the right thing and it looks good on others people's eyes, with other people's eyes, but you have hidden, uh, hidden things, God will see your heart. And so let's say a husband brings flowers to the wife. So it is, as a thing, very beautiful act to do. But maybe the wife already knows that in this way, he always kind of has a hidden motive or he wants to address uncomfortable things. So there's something behind the action. There's something hidden and it actually makes it not look so nice, the simple act that's supposed to be beautiful. So coming back to the topic, to sum up, we have to always come to choice. There's no compromise. You either seek God's kingdom or, or the world's kingdom. If there's some conflict situation, you will not put your ambitions in the first place, but you will put justice, righteousness, and you will first seek the peace, and you value it more than proving your rights, that's putting yourself in the winner position, basically putting out your ego. When you're tempted into some, you really desire to have a house, for example, and you are tempted to to fake some signature or some documents that would allow you to have it, but you will measure and and see what's more valuable. Is it to have that house or is it having peace in your heart knowing that you do the right thing? Our fleshly nature has to be crucified. God's presence is, I want to remain in God's presence. That is peace, joy, and, and righteousness in God's spirit in the Holy Spirit, doesn't matter what you have to give up, but decide that sin and fleshly desires, fleshly nature will not rule your life, and you will not compromise with it, and you cherish the most 
that peace and, and joy and righteousness that is God, that God's given. And there I want to stop and finish today's sermon. And God is calling His church back into His presence, back into the righteousness that He always seeked and purchased. Um, you always seek them chased and you remember when you first came to god when you found when you first felt loved and accepted and that all your sins have been forgiven and you remember when you were filled suddenly suddenly filled with joy peace and righteousness and that's where we have to come back every day god's presence is our natural habitat <laughs> if you can say we choose every day what we will cherish and value and what we will see that uh, what we will not put to the first place um you haven't We are always tempted to compare and say, oh, but this is not so bad as robbing a bank. But a compromise is a compromise and you will not feel peaceful. However small your wrong deed is, I know people who are truly happy because they truly seek God's kingdom and God's presence. And it's so good to be with such people, with near them. You see in their eyes, perfect God's peace. And they're truly free. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter if you're healthy or sick, if you have a lot or not so much. It doesn't matter in the presence of of God's of God's presence and what's awaiting us. This world will will end soon. You you cannot do anything for that peace and joy. It's God's mercy. That just mm, justification is nothing you did. It's God's mercy. Just cherish it just hold on to it and you will truly be alive you will have life indeed heavenly father i thank you i just like paul i understand that like he cried for church like he said he had christ before your eyes but you have walked away and you you were tempted and gave up to ambitions of this world but God's spirit is calling us home where um, you're resting after all your work where our hearts find true peace and and comfort send us a true honest repentance into our hearts um, and forgive us when we hardened our uh, hearts to your voice and when when we compromised on on um, what we knew was right thing to do please god let us come back if we have abandoned you if we have 
walked away from you and grew apart. But please draw us close, draw us near to you, God, and Holy Spirit, draw us close back to God in His presence and help us to remain and keep in the presence of our God and always choose, always make a choice to remain in that peace and joy and choose you, God, every day. And I don't know what it will cost. I know it has, I have to give up certain things, but it's definitely worth it. I thank you, God, that you empower us, that you strengthen us to walk in your presence. You give us strength to fight fleshly nature and things of this world and remain in your true presence. Thank you, Jesus.